Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What about that podcast land? I love Catelyn's coffee. Hey! <laughs> I used my surprise I mean, point. Probably, I was hoping I'd throw you off. He's probably drank a lot of Catelyn's coffee. Uh, By the sound of it. He really does. <laughs> I do love them. Shout out to you guys at Calvin's Coffee. Love you guys. Hey, hey. And no, I got with me. She just said, hey, hey, before hey, hey. I even hey, hey. Well, I was that. hey, hey in Calvin's Wait Coffee. Wait your turn. <laughs> You're making me, well, I might have to stop there on the way home. I you do. go. I do have a gift certificate that I got for my birthday. Thank you, Lisa Miners. Wowzer. <laughs> so you hear over there trying to tease me. <laughs> Get thee behind me, Satan. No, no, stay in front of me for this one. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. You hear my home slice, Miss Mona? Hey, hey. What's up over there, yo? Hey. Got my man over there back. We've dropped the corn dog. It's just jelly bean again. <laughs> yep, yep. So glad you guys are here. So this week, we're at the real prodigal. Yep. Because this prodigal is sneaky. The mm-hmm. surprise prodigal, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more of these prodigals. Yeah. Than the other one. I mean, the other ones, you know they're gone. (laughs) This is why it's so hard to figure out the sound bite I'm going to use every week, is you just give us so much to use. (laughs) I mean, you do. You know they're gone. Yeah. You see them. Mm -hmm. They outliving just like a hellion, man. A lot of times, us us in the church, we in the church, we in the church, uh, tend to be uh, (laughs) that that second one. And so we're like, oh, no, he's not really, you know, out in the far country because I'm kind of like him. So (laughs) He's not out in the far. He comes to church every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. He drives his daddy here every Sunday. I mean, look at him. He didn't leave like his sorry brother. Right. But Mm. we get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. So. Anything, anything exciting happened since the last episode? <laughs> no. No, nope, we're good. Then. We're good. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Miss Mona, you want to begin it? I think that if I can see without my glasses on. Verse 25 and yeah. read to the end. I will. Uh, we're in Luke 15. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I'll start at verse 25. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came who has devoured your property with prostitutes. (laughs) You killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for this time where we can come into your word and discuss it. 
uh, with each other and with those listening. And Heavenly Father, we, we just pray that you would help us to realize that we don't have to be anywhere specific to be in the far country. We just have to be away from you. So let us always be mindful that we're drawing close to you. Let us do that by staying in your word. Heavenly Father, I pray this time would be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Um, don't you just want to sing Amazing Grace every time you, you read that? I mean, you get that last sentence. I mean, I'm sitting there, almost broke out in song. <laughs> Praise Jesus. That did not occur. There is a God in heaven. <laughs> so I wrote my... <laughs> I, I got written at the bottom of, of in my Bible. By the way, it's all right to write in your Bibles. Yep. I wrote, the far country is measured in misery, mm-hmm. not in miles. Yeah. I would argue that this young boy was farther in mm-hmm. the far country than the brother who actually left home. Mm-hmm. Even though his father said... Um, you are always with me um, because we can be, like you have said, we can be right here where it appears as if all is well and it's not. But may, you, I'll, I'll give you props on that. You hit right the nail around the head with the misery thing because you know, <laughs> you get the feeling this guy every day between when his, his brother left and now has been like, well, at least I'm not him. Yeah. You know, I'm deserving of everything I got because I didn't do what he did. And, and, but he's miserable because secretly he probably envied the other brother. He's like, well, well, I'm here holding down the fort and he's out doing whatever he wants. How often are we like that when we come to church? Yeah. Where we won't lift a finger, but then we'll say, well, they're doing this or they're doing that. And now I got to do this. I'm holding this. And you get, it's, just this toxic attitude you end up having yeah. when you're looking at others, not even realizing you're in the far country the whole time. But it is measured in misery. Man, I'll, on air props to you for that. <laughs> I stole it from somebody. <laughs> on air props to whoever that was. <laughs> so, but what, what if there's something that you can think of? Um, what, what is there another parable that you could tie it into? Did you hear? She, she's trying to say, I don't, I don't know. I don't have it. No, I have to think. I don't know. How about the weed and the tares? Mm. Yeah. Because it goes back to what we've been talking about. This brother looked for all the world to see. Like, right. I'm here supporting my daddy. I'm mm-hmm. here, got my dad. Oh, when they back. went to market, he was like, look at me doing look at the, me. you know, I'm yeah. With my dad. I'm a family guy. I love my yeah. father. Not like that sorry brother yeah. of mine. Well, you know, the wheat and the tares, if you, um, he said the, the, when he talks to them and the service is verse 24, he put a parable for them. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. When his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among it, among the wheat and went away. Plants came up and they bore grain. Then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said, master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How does it have weeds? Enemies done this. And he says, you want me to go pull them up? And so the word used in that parable for weeds is um, it's a type of weed that looks that mimics the look of wheat right. and the good seed. And when it's just coming up, you can't tell what it is. Mm-hmm. It's only when it gets to full fruit, as it were, and the, the head of the wheat comes out, then you can say, well, that's not wheat. Right. That's a weed. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many, and I'm not being mean, I wonder how many believers that have sat in churches and 
been faithful. I'm talking faithful in Sunday school and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights and and they tithe and they they did all this other stuff and held positions, yet their heart was never really with right. the Father. Right. It's not about your presence, it's about the position of your heart. Yes. Mm. Right. Mm. Now that's original, Dan. <laughs> that's all in in the presence. Some people, well, oh, now I don't have to go. No, the presence should be a result of the position and of your heart. And reflective yes. of the position of your yeah, heart. Right, absolutely. So here's this dude. Yeah, he worked for Daddy. Yeah, he never left home and he always supported Daddy. But it does come back. Where was his heart at the whole time? Right. He was indignant, you yeah. have to think. Yeah. Not only with the dad, forget, can you imagine how mad he was for giving what mm. he gave to that son? Mm-hmm. We know he was because he said, you right. never even gave me a stinking little cat. Right, yeah. right. But how jealous was he of the other guy Absolutely. that was caught? And, oh, listen closely. <laughs> this man just picked up the microphone. He was so jealous, you have to think of the brother. And what was he thinking? He's out there having fun. He's out there living it up. And I'm stuck home with daddy. While, while, while condemning that brother, he secretly is wanting the same thing that he's condemning him for. But what's the brother out there doing? Wanting Wishing to come he was back home. home. Yeah. Wishing he was back home. Right. Wanting to eat what the mm-hmm. pigs right. had. Right. So this whole time that this guy's going, man, he's having fun. You never know Mm -hmm. what's happening behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. You don't know the issues that people have going on in their life, although they may look whatever and they may look like they're having. I mean, let's just be honest. A lot of people abuse alcohol because they're trying to escape reality. Exactly. Every time you, you see a celebrity death, people are like, well, you know, especially if they took their own lives. Well, how could they had everything? No, they had possessions. That's the only thing we know about them is they had possessions. Go to Robin Williams. He made yeah. so many people laugh through the yeah. years, yet on the inside he was dying. And yeah. look at him, you've been like, this dude got it, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the whole time he's struggling. Right. This son, you know he was probably so jealous, insanely jealous, that number one, his brother had the guts mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. And number two, he's out there with all his buddies having fun while he's sitting there working. Mm-hmm. Right. And his brother is hating every minute of it. I think about Bill Fay, William Fay. He wrote the the that book, um, Sharing Jesus Without Fear. And I mean, to to hear his story, this guy, I mean, like he ran brothels. Mm-hmm. His family, you remember Bird's Eye, Frozen Vegetables? Mm-hmm. His family owned that mm-hmm. for a while. That's his family. Okay. So he was had money, so he, he goes off and he runs brothels and he extorts money from he was not a nice guy. Mm. And he said, and it never he said it never failed. He would be on a trip or somewhere, and he said, one of these do-gooder Christians would come up and try to share the guy. He goes, and I would mock them openly. Mm. He said, but when I got alone, mm. I could never get what they said out of my head. Yeah. I mean, he said, I went through three marriages. I mean, he was in jail for a while. Mm. He said, but I continued to just mock anybody that ever shared with me. He said, but in the stillness of the night, when I was in tears about my life and at the bottom, I never forgot what those Mm. people said. 
and now he's he's a I mean he's a tremendous Christian, mm. a believer, mm-hmm. and his whole thing is just because they act like they don't listen, right, doesn't mean they're not right. And just because someone looks like they're having the time of their life, mm-hmm. doesn't mean they are. No, right. Yep. So what do you well, let's let's talk about this parable here? So what do, what do you get out of it? There's a lot I get out of it. <laughs> Well, and, you know, last time we talked about the father was um, watching and waiting, and he obviously wasn't looking for his brother to come home. Mm-hmm. Um, he was still, even you when he... wanted him to come home? That's just your thought. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I mean, maybe he did, wanted him to come home to help <laughs> relieve the work, but I don't think he really cared about yeah. um, that. But, you know, when he, when the son came... And they started their celebration. He was still out in the field. So he wasn't um, watching for him to come at all, wasn't thinking he was going to come. He wasn't waiting for him. Um, And so that just um, sort of shows his attitude towards his brother. When he's talking to his daddy, he says, this son of yours. Yes, yeah. He doesn't even say my brother. My brother comes home. He says, this son of yours. Yep, yep, yep. There's there's a couple things that just just literally hit me in in the face here. Um, one is you know that's our attitude attitude toward people when they first come to Christ. It's not hey this person who again like like you said last episode who's a beggar just like me has now found bread. <laughs> you know we don't say that we say well we're saved. They weren't saved. Doesn't matter that that we we've committed the same sin they they've committed. That we're all guilty. Yeah, they're different. We we shouldn't accept them. You know because we're we're clean and holy and you know. Or they get mad if somebody gets saved later on in life. Yeah, and they're like, well, I've done it all my life. I should be closer to Jesus. Yeah. When there's a parable about that too. Yes, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. And the other thing is sometimes, and it sounds horrible, but I've seen it. You have somebody who who's well known around the area for you know, I'll put it nicely, being in the far country on a regular yeah. basis, and we have resentment when they they come to Christ because now that's one less person I can compare myself to and say, hey, at least I'm not that guy. Yeah. And so sometimes we like having that scapegoat. And I going back to what we were talking about, you know, him looking for his brother, it's kind of the same way. It, you know, as long as his brother was gone, he. He was the good son, you yeah. know. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm he not was that a good guy. son. But, but then when when he comes back and people rejoice, all of a sudden, maybe you're panicking because you're like, oh, I, I don't have this the scapegoat to compare myself to, you know. I mean, how mad must this guy have been? His son comes back, and when the the servant says, "Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he received him back safe and sound," he was angry and refused to go. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, they even come out there. Yeah. Beast, bro. Right, right. <laughs> like, I'll stay out here with the livestock. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to stay out here and eat a bologna sandwich. Uh-huh. Yeah. Y'all in there eating filet mignon, and I'm <laughs> out here eat bologna because I'm mad. Right. Why is it? Why is it? Go back to what Dan said. We get mad when some people come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Why? Answer it, Mona. I, <laughs> I think Danny. Dan answered all. I mean, Dan, I think Dan gave all the reasons because we don't think they're worthy because we don't, um, we don't want to accept them into the fold. Yeah. Um, we don't think they're worthy. Right. And there's a math problem that happens. We think that if, 
we, we forget how limitless God is. Mm-hmm. We think that if God loves them, that's less love for us. Right. Which is insane. Right. And right. and going back to the sheep, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't chase after the one and throw the rest off a cliff. He chases after the one because the others are in his fold already. Yeah. You know. I just think we it's a, it's a I just can't imagine this guy getting so mad that his brother came back when well, I mean I can't I just don't get the non-celebrating thing I don't know and I know I've dealt with this in each one of these episodes somebody that was bound for hell is now going to heaven how can we not celebrate that right right well it's because our heart. Yep. Well, it goes back to that word we talked about last week, deserve. He thinks this guy, the, the brother that came back, doesn't deserve what he's getting yep. because he's not worth it. I don't deserve what I'm getting because I'm worth more. You know, here I am. I've worked this time. I'm the good son. I'm this, that, and the other. Why in the world are we throwing a party for him? Yeah. You when, be in fact, for me. neither one of them deserve. Oh, no, yeah. And, wow, that's a good point. But our hearts are just desperately wicked as the Bible. Yes, mm-hmm. right. You know, we think things about ourselves and others that are so far from the truth. Yeah. And I'll say it again. So the a lot of the problem is so many of us have gotten over getting saved. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like we did deserve it. Like I well, th- my name is fill in the blank. Do you not know who I Do am? Do you not know yeah. my <laughs> last name in my family? Do you not know that? Right. And I I've whatever i've done it's been okay i've never i've never killed anybody mm-hmm. i've never cheated on my husband or wife i've never done any of that but you have so what if i drank a little alcohol mm-hmm. it just drives me bonkers so is it is there also a sense of um because I'm thinking about the fact that he said, you know, I've always been here. I've always served you. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. Um, how often are we doing the work of God and living what we think and we feel like we're never being recognized for it? We feel like we're not getting the the accolades for it. Mm-hmm. And so when then when somebody else does and this is this is going off the parable a little bit but it just um, was striking me that then we find ourselves being like him jealous of because we're not getting what we think we Mm -hmm. deserve so it goes back to that we think we deserve so much um and yet you know we we really don't deserve any of it yeah i agree and what do we so what do we have what for as a believer let's let's Go down that trail for a little bit. Do you understand what you have when you're in Jesus? Right. Remember I talked about that I preached a sermon about the things above and not, you know, set your mind on things above. Because when you focus on what we have, somebody going, what do we have? Well, let me take you to Ephesians (laughs) chapter 1. It's story time with Pastor Hank. (laughs) Actually, it's not story time. It's truth time. Right. right. This is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Not some, but every. 
Now it's all based on that. It's not because of us. I have nothing. Right. But when I'm in Jesus, mm-hmm. everything that Jesus has, I have. Why? Because I'm a co-heir mm-hmm. with him in Romans chapter 8. Right. And so we have all of this that, and I go back to, it's not some, but every spiritual blessing, it is, it, we whatever whatever you're going to have, you already have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, you may not experience it at this moment. Right. But it's as good as God. Right. You have it. You have that power. You have that the riches. You have the blessings. You have, you have it all. Well, what does he say at the end of Philippians? Our citizenship yeah. is in heaven, yeah. and when you are a citizen of a country, you belong to you it. Belong to it, and you have all the rights and privileges. Come because on now, it, well, because it says your citizenship is in heaven. Is it's not? It, it doesn't say your citizenship will be in heaven once you get there. Come on there. now, word nerd, it's, word nerd. <laughs> it says it's present tense. Your citizenship is in heaven right now. So, okay, word nerd. <laughs> Give me a little bit right there. Let me know. Bam. We already, he has blessed us. Right. You already mm-hmm. got right. it. Right. This younger or older brother already had it. Yes. He was just too foolish and hard-hearted and pig-headed. <laughs> Notice how I pig and pig. Oh, the wordplay. I see what you did there. To figure out he already had it. Right. Well, and that, that's the thing that kept coming to mind just now was you have it. But so many of us live without recognizing it. And then we get mad at the ones who do recognize it, and we wrongly accuse God of giving them more. No, you have the same thing. You just refuse to see it. Based on what? Come on, somebody. Based on what? I don't know what he's asking. What what are you asking? We already know. Use your words. Do we know? Do we all (laughs) have the same power? Because we've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ah! See, I just need to understand the question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. We need Listen, more than two words. Listen, Constantine. <laughs> so the truth of the matter is, we all have the same Holy yes. Spirit residing in Absolutely. us. Yep, yep. So we all are equal. Mm-hmm. Right. The same possibility. You don't need more faith. You need to use the faith mm-hmm. you got yeah. and stretch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did, I, I wrote about that. Um, I think it was, sometimes I know I wrote something, I don't know where. But I think it was one of the devotions here for church um, a couple of weeks ago that um, the father who came and said, if, um, if you can heal my daughter. And he said, if I can, uh, I, of course I can. And he said, I believe, help my unbelief. And so... We don't need more faith. We need to get rid of that unbelief mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, and ask um, Jesus to take away that unbelief so that we can operate in that belief mm-hmm. that we have, that faith that we have. So by saying that we all have the same Holy Spirit, what is that saying exactly? I don't know. You <laughs> I can't wait to hear that either. I'll let Mona carry on. No. <laughs> means we all have the same gifts. Yeah. Now, you, you may have more of one than another. Right. We all have different in that, but you have the gifts of them right. all because because Holy Spirit don't like, well, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit part of evangelist. Right. You're going to have the Holy Spirit part of uh I don't know, mercy. No, you get the Holy Spirit. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, do you understand yeah. you have God living inside of you? Right. Yeah. Paul said, I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know mm-hmm. resurrection power. Mm-hmm. I want to know how to do the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. I'm sorry, Dan, I'm beating this <laughs> No, you're good. The same power Great. that rose Jesus from the dead resides in you and can do great and marvelous things if you would but ask. Yep. Well, that, that's the thing. We quit expecting results. Oh, yeah. You know, well, I would, but nothing's going to happen. How do you... How do you agree with any of what you just said and not expect results? Not Make expect to rain carry an yeah. umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, and and we might people, you know, we might have a tendency to look at somebody else and and think, how is it that they have such a close relationship with God, or they're able to do this, or they're able to do that, and I, I haven't been able to do that. Well, have you asked the Holy Spirit to help you do that? You know. It, um, oh, wait a minute. Shaky, shaky, shaky. <laughs> Have you spent time at the feet of Jesus? Exact, right, exactly. I mean, and... and I'm and, so sick of carnal Christians yep. whining and complaining. Well, they're going to me and I don't got... No, <laughs> no, dork. Don't don't get mad at me because my faith is stronger than yours. When you have the same opportunity, but you're too worried about whatever... Because I was about to make some people really mad. And you want to spend more time with your eyes focused on this world and not focused on that world. Don't get all snooty with me. Whew, good thing. <laughs> snooty with me and call me a fanatic or a Jesus freak because I love Jesus and I'm living my life for the next one. You got the same opportunity. Why don't you go out and do it? There's not a magic formula. You said it last week. He's not a genie in the bottle. That's right. That's right. Right. It's like being in a dark room, complaining it's dark, and then not flipping a lamp on. Like, I mean, what? And again, it's not. It's not. It's not about our acts being worth, you know, this, there, or the other. It's not our works. It's connecting to the source of that light. Well, That's all that it light, is. Or it's going to that stinking light switch and turning it on, but yeah. you don't have the lamp plugged up. Yeah. So this just came to me. So what if the, no, and this, it relates, but what if the the older son had gone to the father at some point and said, hey, can I have a fattened calf so I can celebrate with my friends? The father would have said, absolutely, let's do it. But But he never, he was working for the father. He was always there with the father, but he never, and always had everything that the father had, but never asked for it. Go back to the parable of the talents. Right. The one who had 10 worked it and yep. made him more. The one that had five, did, but the one that had one, he says, I just know you as a hard, cold right. man, so I just mm. put it in the ground. Yep, buried it. Yeah, at, his dad would have been like, son. Right. No, his dad would have said, you don't even got to ask. Right. right. Well, and that's, what, that's yeah. what we see in, in 31. He says to him, son, you're always with me, and all that is mine yes. is yours. Yes, And so obviously he didn't realize that, didn't but why? take advantage of that. Because he's a snot-nosed punk, that's why. <laughs> well, because, because again, going back to that misery, he, he is, being in that far country and not knowing it, he has... <sighs> you, <laughs> hurry up! Hey, you go, I got nothing. Go, go, go. I'm stalling. What? <laughs> this, t- this tells you how these two boys really, truly saw their daddy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Keep going. Yeah. 
this one left. He said, Daddy, I just as soon as you you'd be dead. Give him I'm gone. I'm blow I'm done. I am in Vegas, man. I'm yeah. I'm thumb my way back. But he knew his daddy was yeah. a loving daddy. Right. This other one never left and said, All I know is you're a slave driver, daddy. Mm-hmm. You're just mean and you don't ever give me nothing. Mm. Yeah. And he was right there at the house with yeah. him the whole time. Yeah. Right. I believe in it is just hitting me. The ones who are always crying about what they don't have in Jesus is because they see Jesus as a mean mm-hmm. God. And that resentment festers and, and keeps us from asking for those things that he wants to give us. You, know? you ask because you and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives or you don't ask at all. Ask, seek, knock. Yep. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. And it goes back to being in that word. How do you, you well, know, we're you playing say, well, tennis now. <laughs> you, say, well, you say, well, you didn't Y'all answer my see this. this is a, we, are <laughs> pointing, we are literally pointing at each other going. <laughs> you say, he doesn't answer my prayers, he doesn't answer my prayers. Well, what are you asking for? Is, is, is your heart aligned with his wishes and asking God whatever would, would please you, give me, and I thank you for it? Or are you saying, this is what I deserve, this is what I deserve, this is what I deserve? Dan? The Bible says, if we ask, he'll give us the desires of our heart. Well, maybe you ought to work on those desires a little bit. Yeah, but what does it say? How do we need to ask? I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. (laughs) Where's my Lamborghini? (laughs) Ask anything according to my will. And And yeah. (laughs) It's just getting gooder. (laughs) Gooder and gooder. But it does. That is the key. I mean, it just this one guy saw his daddy as a slave driver mm-hmm. and a hard man like the guy with one talent. Yeah. The brother that left and had told daddy, I just assumed you were dead, saw him as a loving, forgiving daddy. Right. Realized it. And. The one all he had to do was say, Dad, I really want to celebrate with my friends. Right. But how many come into this church and are in the house of God, but don't know him because, again, you come in with this this hardened, well, I'll, I'll do you a favor. I'll show up today, you know, and you're right there, but don't don't know. You can be in the church and not know the God of the church. I heard one guy preach this, and it is so true, and I want to know this when I get to heaven. I know I won't care about it when I get to heaven. But anyway, <laughs> Moses in the, in the, in the desert. And the snakes were there biting, and he raised up the pole, mm-hmm. and he said, if you look. Mm-hmm. I wonder who was the closest person to the pole that refused to look up. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you just said. Yeah, yeah. How many come into the house of God to meet the God of the house, mm-hmm. but never let the God of the house show himself to them? Mm-hmm. Or they get there, and they feel that urge, and they say no. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, if you don't see that the the actual, the, the one that was really far from home mm-hmm. was the one that was still at home. Right. Physically, he may have been at the house. Spiritually, home dude was way out there past mm-hmm. where his brother went. Oh. All right. Closing thoughts. We're done. Dan's giving me the stink eye. <laughs> no, no, I, I hate well, I can't see time. the glare off of your face. <laughs> You put on that He's sheen assuming. or whatever this morning. He's assuming. Well um, moisturized. <laughs> I don't know what my thought is, but I 
I know that. I'm gonna make up something. I know. Like, here we go. Um, that when his father went out to him, his father came out and entreated him, begged him. Yeah, and so um, just know, just like with the younger son, and um, the father was watching and waiting. Even those who are within the fold and not taking advantage of it with not growing in their faith, not being who they're supposed to be. The father is entreating you to just turn and take what you, what is yours for the taking because he's given it to us. Again, I I really need to go first. I don't have to follow. No, my, my thought is, you know, I'm sure it's easy to say, well, how did, how did the, the one that left home not realize he was, he was in the far country at first? And how, how in the world could the other one have known? Because he was still at home. How, how was he in the far country? Because they didn't teleport. I mean, one stayed exactly where he was at. The other one walked step by step. You don't teleport to the far country. You do it one step at a time. And the way that happens is because you're walking in darkness. If you want to make sure that doesn't happen to you, like we were saying, connect to the light source. Be in God's word so that at the first step in the wrong direction, you're convicted and come back to Jesus. Here's mine. Don't let your religiosity keep you out of heaven. Yes. Mm. Yep. Some of some some people that are in church are very religious. Yep. But that's all there is. Right. They're, they have no faith. They're just religious. They go through the acts and it's number works. So don't let that. Hey, let's pray. Father. God, we love you, and God, help our hearts to be attuned to, towards you and see you as a good, good father, because that's who you are. That's who you are. Say, so, Lord, we just love you today for it. Uh, God, thank you for saving us from our sins. And um, I pray for that one who may be in the far country that's thinking about coming back. I pray that he would. And I pray for the one that's already in the house, but just as hard as far from you, that that person with heart will be turned towards you as well. Um, we just love you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. You got my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. And got my main man, Jelly Bean, over there. Yep, yep. All right, guys. Y'all be good. Bye. Bye, y'all.